Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Epic Fantasy Romance. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Delicious. Today is Monday, July 4th. Uh, 4th of July, uh, everywhere in the world. Independence Day in the U.S. <coughs> it's... um. It's one of those funny, maybe it's like an American centrism thing, but that we refer to it as 4th of July, um, as if that's the name of the holiday when it's actually the date, you know how it goes. So if you're not on video, I could tell you that I am wearing my red, white, and blue. Well, my skin is white. Uh, I'm wearing red and blue wearing my red chili pepper earrings. So those are my uh, special celebration of New Mexico. Very glad to be living in this state. Uh, so hope that uh, it's a good day for all of you. It should be pretty low key for us. Um, there's going to be a parade here in our neighborhood at 10, but uh, I think I mentioned this, they've changed it. So it just like goes around the parking lot at the community center, which makes it rather less like a parade to me, um, for safety. I, I don't really understand, um, but not much fun to go watch. So, uh, I'm going to work today. Going to get some workies done and, um, keep going on the book. I, did get some good, good words on Friday. So hoping to really start, uh, getting a consistent output here. And then later today, we'll probably go down to the plaza and hear some of the music and be around the people and stuff. Um, I know Alex is a little concerned about being around people. Um, so I don't know who knows, maybe we won't do it. Um, they are going to England a uh, week after next. So they want to be sure to stay join free until then. And, uh, I think it's funny. I, I even said to them last night, I said, but you're here now you're, you're here on vacation now doing a thing. And I'll accept that, that the trip to England was very important to them. So. So I was, um, <coughs> excuse me. I don't know if this, uh, I, I want to mention something that I saw. Sorry. I'm sort of messing around this cause I don't like to call out people in particular. Uh, but I did see something that gave me pause and I felt like I need to, um, just say a few things about it because that's what I do here. But I saw an author posting that they had begun their first novel, that they were 50 pages into their first novel and that they were looking for arc readers. Uh, and an arc is an advanced review copy. So when you are asking for arc readers, that is 
the penultimate step to publication and putting it out in the world. You give people arcs with the intention of creating buzz, of rewarding perhaps loyal readers, of getting um, reviews, getting early reviews. So yeah, so an arc is what you do when everything else is in place. Uh, and sometimes it can be last minute. Like I will very often have the, well, let's for traditional publishing, usually an arc goes out. Um, it's the version right before the final proofing. So it's already been through all the stages of editing. It's been copy edited, but it just needs one more round of proofing. And depending on the publisher, there might be several people who proof it. Uh, the author goes over the page proofs. So, uh, the arcs will often say on them, um, uncorrected proof, advanced review copy, please do not quote without permission because there still might be a few things that change, but otherwise it's really, really close to the final form. So if you are an author writing your very first novel and congratulations, that's fabulous and wonderful. Your next step is not looking for arc readers. <laughs> your next step should be looking for people to help with critique. And, and I understand the impulse to want to race right to putting arcs out there for people to read. But to me that the way it sounds like is if I said, um, I am building my first kit car and I'm a week into it. I'm about a quarter done and I'm looking for drivers to test it on the speedway. <laughs> I did spend some time trying to think of what an appropriate analogy would be. It's, um, it's just not ready that, you know, if I'm building my, my first kit car, I could have the best instructions in the world. I could have the most enthusiasm in the world. That doesn't mean I know what I'm doing. It doesn't mean that it's ready to get tested on the speedway. The arc is the equivalent of testing the car on the speedway, right? You're seeing if it'll, you know, before you actually put it in competition, you know, and I don't like to think of publishing in terms of competition. That's something I've talked about a lot because I think it's a, well, as a Taoist, I think competition is unproductive and actually counterproductive. And I probably haven't talked about that in a long time, but I could. Um, I also think a lot of the competition in publishing is a false, what's the word I want there? It, it's just, it's not real. I, I think people attempt to generate it because, well, some people feel competitive. And then I think that there is a, um, I don't know, a tendency for, especially in American culture, happy 4th of July. Um, there's a tendency to think that competition is good. 
and that it brings out the best in people. And I don't think that that's true. There have been things over the years where various um, book bloggers and so forth would create like tournaments between books and encourage the authors to like trash talk the other authors and you know attempt to garner votes. I always hated those things where you had to like try to get votes for your book and you were supposed to you know people are like oh well it's all in good fun you're just supposed to have a good time you know like trash talking these other books and you know it's it's just to like get the books out there um and i just um i never wanted to participate i never thought that it was it didn't make me feel good and i think that it, it intensified this idea that books and authors are somehow in competition with each other which is I mean, just simply not true. That's, you know, if somebody reads one of my books and loves it and goes out there and says, where are more books like Jeffy Kennedy's? I've read all of them. What can I read now? Then it's great that there are other authors out there that have books to, to satisfy them. <coughs> so yeah, that competitive thing is, um, it's, I still can't think of the word I want. It's a false construct. Here we go. I had to go blow my nose. Damn I. Looks like my lipstick's still okay. Um, I'm actually wearing lipstick since I'm doing uh, independent state colors. So anyway, uh, we don't have to go down into the dregs on competition, but give your, I understand the impatience. I understand the desire to get your book out there, to get people reading it. I realize that's a lot of the, um, the culture now with, you know, social media and getting feedback and all that kind of thing that you really want that feedback. But if you're a new author, if you're writing your very first book, um, give your book a, a little bit of a chance because when you, <coughs> well, if we're going to extend that analogy, if you are doing the equivalent of asking for race car drivers to take it out on the speedway and tell you, and they're going to put it through its paces, um, they're going to drive it as hard as they can. Arc readers are not necessarily going to be gentle with your first book. And that's a pretty harsh entry. Um, find people who would be willing to read you, read it for you and give you feedback, not beta readers, <laughs> critique, look, ask for critique partners. Um, you know, it's, I just think about some of my first efforts where I thought that I was so brilliant and I was so excited and then I would read it over and be utterly deflated because it, it wasn't good. It wasn't what I wanted it to be. And you just have to get better. Um, and, and you get better by doing a lot of it, by doing a lot of it and by getting honest feedback, not, not reviews. Re reviews aren't critique. 
reviews aren't feedback. They're not supposed to be. So all right we'll leave that alone. Um I had fun yesterday. We um went out to breakfast to the tea house and then walked around Canyon Road and uh, Kelly and Alex really liked seeing the galleries on Canyon Road. I knew that they would. We went and visited one of a couple of my favorite galleries uh, the Longworth Gallery which has a lot of fantasy artwork. I thought it was funny because one of the artists that they were featuring heavily um, they were really pushing the fact that it was metaphorical um, and they even had like the owner was encouraging us or the manager you know like the guy working there was encouraging us to read these screeds on the sides of the paintings and I know that I have been the one saying that I don't like paintings that are untitled and people are like well that's because you're a word person Jeffy and it's like yeah but I didn't I still don't want that many words. Um, I found the metaphorical art I mean it was very obviously metaphorical and I wasn't quite sure why we needed to be um, taken by the hand and really hammered about the here is the metaphor in my art. Yeah, there has to be a balance there right. I, I really I liked some of this artist's work but a lot of it was just I felt like way too heavy handed. I like the simpler stuff um, but it was still really fun to see. I, I love going and looking at the fantasy artwork because it it gives me ideas and that's always great. And we went to another of my favorite galleries um, Carol LaRoche and so I brought out the postcard. Um, isn't that great? Carol LaRoche does these wolves and other animals too but uh, for those of you not on video this is a stylized wolf in red on a black background with red stars and the wolf's eyes are blue and glowing and there's a, a real sense of both serenity and wildness to it. Uh, maybe I'll put that on the show notes but I may frame this little picture. I keep wanting to get a print from this artist but they're all like a thousand dollars for a framed print and that just seems like so much for for that. Um, yeah well they were doing a 20% discount winter sale but this is called under the red stars. Um, yeah so art buying art. So let's see what else um I also saw a great um at that same gallery that has the fantasy artwork they carry some um Michael Parks stuff and they had a wonderful uh, print of Michael Parks that was called morning that I really loved the feel of. So that was fun to see and yeah so then you know we walked around till early afternoon and then I dropped them off again and I came home and I was virtuous and I uh, balanced the books and paid bills and I still need to fit I started crunching royalties and I need to finish crunching royalties but then I went back over and hung out for a while and drank wine on the portal. So that was um I don't 
don't know, kind of a good balance for the day, right? And Saturday, I don't even remember. What did we do on Saturday? Isn't that funny? I guess I mostly hung out. Yeah, I think Kelly took the day down to to rest and recuperate and yeah, that's right. I did laundry. I did laundry and I did a lot of reading. Um, finished reading this book that was not as good as I wanted it to be. So here's oh gosh, it's another example in that I like this author. This author has published several books so far, um, self published books. Um, I found some of the previous books to be, I mean, they're just not quite gelled yet. And it, it's hard to explain sometimes why a book hasn't quite reached the point where I don't know where it's a keeper, where it's, you all know, I hesitate to say things like assign qualities of good or bad to a book, but this author has a great, great premises. I really love how they set up the relationship between the lovers. I like the attendant fantasy world, but then it ends up being, you know, I grow bored reading it because, uh, the one thing that I notice in a book that's not as gelled as I would like to see it is that the emotions, the emotional intensity don't seem to arise organically from the characters. And I think that some of that is just, again, writing more, um, spending that time writing, maybe getting the critique, but you know, when you get the hair, the character sort of exploding into rage or exploding into passion where it hasn't been built up. I read to, I read to 78% and it was sort of to the point where some of the romance had been, uh, satisfied. Uh, they, I'd gotten a couple of sex scenes. I'd been waiting for this author write sex. Well, so I had, I'd gotten to that, but even then it wasn't, it just wasn't quite built up to the, and I was, and I do try to turn off my editor brain when I'm reading for pleasure. So maybe if I read it again, I would find where it's not quite building up. But at that point, it started to feel like mostly set up for the sequel and, oh, and I just wasn't invested. I just didn't care that much. There didn't feel like there was enough emotional tension there, enough suspense. So yeah. So that kind of left me dissatisfied and now I'm, I'm looking for another great read. So I, not that I don't have hundreds of books in my TBR, but if you've read something amazing lately, uh, I could use, I could use an amazing read. I think I'm still coming down from my glomming of that other author where I went through and read all of her back, um, backlist and she's, very good, very polished author. So it was hard to compare on that, but, uh, yeah, give me your recs. Um, I want something, I want a good emotional ride. I might have to bounce out of, um, fantasy romance for a little while. 
and try some other things. We shall see. Uh, something with good characterization. All right. I am going to get to work on my own characterization and emotional tension. And I will talk to you all tomorrow. If you're in the U S I hope you have a happy independence day. Um, thinking good thoughts for the state of our country. And I will talk to you all tomorrow. You all take care. Bye-bye.